0: episode 328 late 2020 news roundup welcome to level seven a podcast about marvel's agents of shield and the marvel cinematic universe
1: it's a magical place
0: Hello, welcome back to another episode of Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and we are back, back, back in black, as they say. Uh, when I say and we. Better than ever? <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I am wearing a black t shirt. Uh, it's a Joust t shirt, Midway Classic Arcade Joust artwork from the game.
1: I am wearing. This is this is um nerd t-shirts according to Ben and Stu. All right. Hi, guys, by the way, I'm I'm on this episode. Yeah. Yay!
0: So I'm Ben, Ben Avery, that's Stu from What's Stu Stuart? Not
1: Avery. Yeah. Um so my black t-shirt is a play on Firefly, but in the style of the old um organ trail. Nice and what makes this even better is is i bought it in portland very good (laughs) at the uh at it was a game but it was from the brown coats um brown coats uh booth so that's cool uh, and on the back it says you have died of the packs
0: because that was the bad instead of you have died of dysentery dysentery Yeah. yeah yeah
1: And it's it's one of my favorite T-shirts.
0: That's cool. This is one of my favorite T-shirts. This is, of course, from the classic video game, which is one of my favorite video games of all time. I have a mini arcade game. Like when I say mini, like it was one of those six-inch ones on my desk. And I just pulled out my Atari 2600 and played some Joust on that just a couple days ago. That was a lot of fun. And some people say that in my comic book, Armor Quest, I ripped off lord of the rings because they were flying on eagles in that comic book and the truth is no i actually was ripping off joust by putting knights <laughs> on the eagles even though joust is not eagles i mean it's it's a uh, weird fantasy ostriches that can fly kind of like well, a chicken but
1: anyway yeah and really it's eight bit blocks <laughs> i mean uh, sure. imagine I if mean they did joust, imagine if they redid joust with today's graphics what it would look well, like
0: well you could do it like a 3d uh open world kind of thing where you're still jousting each other but flying around mountains and valleys and stuff i mean but again oh, you're not really flying. flying you're every time you tap the button you flap your wings and so it really is like a chicken just Flutter, 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 (laughs) flutter, flutter, land, flutter, 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 flutter. But anyway. Wasn't that Flappy Bird? That is. um, (laughs) Sort of, yeah. But yeah.
1: Okay. This just goes to show us that nothing is new under the sun, which I think is a theme we might see in today's news list. Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: So we don't normally do a lot of episodes like this of news, but there's just so much stuff going on right now. It's
1: like instead of releasing new content, they're like, we're just going
0: to talk about releasing new content. Except that they are, I mean, releasing new content. Um, And this is actually the last point on my list that I sent (laughs) to you. But we're only a couple days away from Hellstrom and my birthday. So I'm very excited for the birthday present that Marvel is giving me uh, through Hulu uh, with Hellstrom. And hopefully it's better than or has a better ending anyway than uh, Swamp Thing did. Uh, but oh that's right yeah yeah which this is the funny thing uh swamp thing has been airing on cw this uh started last week and uh, i believe it was tonight <laughs> the next episode second episode aired uh they are airing that because again they need content and mm-hmm. i find it fantastically weird that we have a swamp thing tv show on primetime television right now now, granted, it's the same one that they were streaming, you know, when they did it on right. DC Universe. But yeah.
1: Well, now the DC Universe is all tied into um, guys. I promise this is a Marvel show tied into HBO Max. You you know, it's going to be
0: harder to come by. Uh, well, what do you mean by harder to come by?
1: I guess it's not harder to come by, but it's one more streaming service you gotta sign up for.
0: Basically, though, DC Universe, the stream, we might as well talk about this right now. Um <laughs> actually, no, we'll 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 save the Disney Plus talk to where it actually happens in the outline. Okay. But right. um the uh DC Universe streaming service is being discontinued. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, that's
0: right. And so it went away. Yeah, it hasn't gone away yet, but the uh the video stuff is rolling into HBO Max. And the comic book stuff is rolling into DC Infinity, I think it is. Or uh they they just sent me an email. Um, because I had uh DC Infinite. DC Infinite will be comic books only, and it will be an eight dollar a month subscription price, and it will have earlier release of new material than in DC Universe did. But then it will um, only be comics and i guess there is Do some video content you still have content,
1: your marvel but... unlimited account
0: what my marvel Do you still have your marvel unlimited, no, unlimited account no i don't i haven't had that yeah, for a long while I,
1: I i haven't either but i think it was about the
0: same amount eight bucks a month yeah. yeah which for comics only that's not bad i mean no you might say well that that feels bad but at the same time Really, if you're looking at the price of a comic book new on the shelf right now, mm-hmm. you're looking at three to five dollars. Uh, the Swamp Thing comic that I just bought it's a 48 page special, I think it was six bucks or something like that. Uh, so no, but
1: that, and you're, you know, I, I read all of Civil War and all the tie ins, right? And I did that in about a month, maybe a month and a half. So let's say 16
0: bucks. Not, uh, not there's too no
1: way i could buy all of those for 16 no no
0: and it, yeah so if you're if you're actually reading it's great uh marvel unlimited i dropped because i had i stopped reading very much and i really was reading like one comic a month and and it wasn't doing me any 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 favors um dc infinite i'm not sure what i'm going to do about that if if i'm i, I i'm pretty sure i'm not going to do anything soon but i may come back to it because they did have some cool old horror comics that i enjoyed and then i was able to jump in on some of those new stuff and, and check that out but yeah uh no,
1: see i read all of what was it uh crisis on infinite earths okay i read all of that and i bought every single issue from comixology so now my comixology account has all of crisis on infinite earths in there and those were like two bucks a right, price right
0: so i mean it's, it's a pretty good deal uh, if, yeah. if you're going to read, um, yeah. HBO max, I will be subscribing to that at some point for the Snyder cut for the justice league movie, which is going to be mm. a four part mini series. And I'm not sure if they're going to dump it all at the same time or if they're going to like do it for a month. Uh, but I'll be trying to scam that a little bit. And when I say scam that, I mean, wait until the last minute to subscribe so I can only subscribe for one month, but still see all the stuff I want to see. That's what I mean like what i do with uh, star trek which speaking of star trek um we'll talk about star trek we'll talk about that later yeah. <laughs> uh because we need to get to marvel news so
1: so wait they're they're having a snyder cut that is now eight hours
0: no i think it's to be closer to six i think they're looking at four episodes Holy. of an hour and a half hour and 20 minutes each something like that
1: Holy bonkers, man! Yeah, That's...
0: yeah. I it might be. I might be wrong. It might be four, four and a half. But it's it is going to be long. And they are doing reshoots. They had at once at one point said they were not going to do any reshoots at all for this thing. Um, they were just going to finish the effects and put it together and put together his assembly cut. Now they are bringing in actors, and I don't know what actors they're bringing in, but they are bringing in actors to do reshoots, and. It's a thing.
1: But here's the biggest question. Are they bringing in mustaches?
0: Well, one can only hope. In fact, I think what they're going to do is they're going to digitally redo (laughs) his mustache. And then in all the scenes where he didn't have a mustache, they're just going to put it on. And that will look better.
1: Oh, my Lord. Okay. Okay, wait a minute.
0: Can we just talk about how insane this is? (laughs) First of all, tell me I'm wrong. It would look better to digitally put a mustache on the man than it looked to digitally take the mustache off the man. Yeah, I, for sure. I think that was the solution that they really missed out on was mustached Superman through the whole movie.
1: So, but then, but then you have to wonder, <laughs> is he, is he alternate
0: mirror universe Superman? No, cause he, he won't have a goatee, just a mustache.
1: Oh, that's
0: yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Hey, can we talk about Marvel?
1: <laughs> yes, because that's just nuts. I mean, let's talk about the other nuts
0: right now. Okay, okay well, let's start with the, um, actually the sad, and that is, yeah, most people yeah. know uh, that Chad Boseman died uh, back in August, yeah. and we did not talk about that because we actually weren't recording stuff at that point. So, um, yeah, this was uh, crushing news in a lot of different ways. And and the biggest part of it was, honestly, in a lot of ways, this felt like the kind of Christopher Reeve news mm-hmm. for me. Because Christopher Reeve was an embodiment of a hero for me when I was a young, mm-hmm. young kid. Now, he didn't die when I was young. That's the difference here, is that you have a man who has embodied a superhero to a generation, especially a generation of kids with dark skin, who have been able to look up and say, that hero on the screen looks like me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I actually have some kids in my life who uh, were saying that. And so this is not uh, an exaggeration or me um, just hearing this elsewhere. You know, I, I saw it, I saw it happen. Um, and him, him passing away. Now he still was that, that person for me, it was, you know, 30 years removed or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, I think that's probably one of the main reasons why this is such a crushing thing where a lot of times when actors die to me, it's just kind of, okay, he's a person he died, but it, in some ways what his character represented for so many people um, made it that much worse in some ways. And, and then just finding out, you know, he had been carrying this disease and, you know, in various stages of uh, time, but, just to find out he'd been carrying it and, and suffering that, through to me it was and, the, uh, man was the,
1: was the, the, the most heartbreaking part of this thing was, you know, you find out that basically during end game, he was really not doing well, you know, and, and he was not in a, in a great place through end game. And you never knew, right? No, nobody ever knew. right? So, uh,
0: and, and in some ways, rightfully so. I mean, he was was not complaining about it to people. He was keeping it private, and um, you know, it, it was the kind of thing where, well, this is just what was happening in my life, and I'm just keeping it to myself and my family and my friends, and um, yeah. So it, it it's a tragedy. A may, lot. Of, may
1: we all have such grace.
0: Yeah. 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 I, I honestly don't get that emotionally worked up with celebrity deaths. This one I did because of the things we're talking about here. Um, whereas it, it just meant something a little bit different than, than just, oh, he played a character I liked on the screen. Yeah. So so uh as far as what how that fits into what Marvel wants to do and things like that I've heard and seen some interesting things about people saying you know it would be really neat is if they would do this way to pass it on or to do this to pass things on and um I I really don't don't have an opinion um I just hope that they do find some way to honor him uh if they do yeah. continue things like if they're able to find a good way to honor this man and what he did um then great more power to them um i do like the idea of passing things on to one of the other characters like his sister or um yeah you know, shuri uh, i that's an interesting idea kind of cool uh because then you have a title character on the screen sure maybe it's black panther 2 um because it's the second one you know and it's the the next black panther or whatever that'd be a terrible mm-hmm. title for it but um but it's that idea of the legacy. I I love the idea of his legacy passing on to his sister. And then you have a title character female again, you know, on the Mm -hmm. screen and you can have other kids looking up and saying, wait a minute. Now it doesn't just look like me with my skin color, but it's a girl like me, you know? And so there, there's some possibilities there, but as long as they find a good way to honor him, um, and maybe honoring him just means leaving the legacy alone, but I doubt that.
1: I think it was already in production, um, maybe not actual shooting, but I know that they, you know, greenlit it, and there's a script presumably happening and and ready to be um, made soon. So I would imagine, and you know, Black Panther the movie was such a big hit and such a cultural phenomenon that there's no way Disney's going to leave it alone. Um, it just doesn't make any business sense.
0: No, no. Um, and
1: I, and I hate to boil all that conversation down to business sense. Um, it sounds really disrespectful and it's not, I mean, the, the thing that made that movie was Chadwick Boseman. And the thing that made, I mean, you look at his appearance in Civil War and you were like, that is a guy we're going to have fun watching. And we did. And now I'm sad that, you know, we're not going to be able to anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But like I said, they have an opportunity to make it a a different kind of phenomenon. Mm -hmm. You know, with with uh, maybe putting Shuri in the suit or maybe putting her on the throne. And uh, what's the bodyguard's name? I can't remember any names.
1: Um, oh yeah, for putting her in the uh, suit,
0: you know, and yeah, um, yeah. Anyway,
1: on a on a side note, I am sure Kevin Feige and Ryan Coogler have an idea, have talked about ideas, have are batting something around, and I have all faith that they are going to pull out something amazing again. Yes.
0: Kay. Okay. Okay. So something a little more upbeat. Uh, this one is more MCU adjacent and less MCU actual news. Uh, but that is there is an article in IndieWire uh, about uh, Robert Downey Jr. And it's just kind of funny to me because he is talking about how he wants Sherlock Holmes because they're doing a third Sherlock Holmes, which that might be, you know. that, that, that I, could be a possible uh, the first t- review series or something, I, but.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the first two. And I like Guy Ritchie's take on them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, this one is scheduled for release December 22nd, 2021. Okay. Sure. So
1: let's see if that happens. The year
0: twenty twenty one, the 22nd of the 12th month. There's a lot of ones and twos in that. Uh, but what they want to do, and this just cracked me up, and this is the only reason I, I want to bring it up is because it is kind of funny to me they want to do their own MCU style of cinematic universe in the Sherlock Holmes universe. So basically a Victorian detective cinematic universe. And what's interesting about this is they actually could do this very easily with public domain characters of detectives from the Sherlock Holmes era. A lot of them being characters that were kind of just ripoffs of Sherlock Holmes, but They really could do something interesting with that. I'm not sure how marketable it would be
1: to do. So like Holmes gets his, not Holmes, but Watson gets his own movie. And then who's Irene um, Adler would get her own movie. uh, And then you would
0: uh, bring in, I don't know if Inspector Lestrade Lestrade would get one, but (laughs) maybe, you know. Um, But then you bring in some of these other detectives, you know. Uh, I think it's interesting. It is definitely a detective cinematic universe not an arthur conan doyle cinematic universe which okay, they have so done no no that was that was not arthur conan doyle that was at grace burroughs where they did that kind of um lost world style
1: okay yeah that makes sense yeah. but so wait is it Cause is it a detective cinematic universe or is it an arthur conan doyle because if it's a detective cinematic detective. universe,
0: what's gonna happen like Poirot shows up. (laughs) So Robert Downey Jr. said at this point, we really feel there's not a mystery verse built out anywhere. And Conan Doyle is the definitive voice in that arena to this day. So to me, why not do it or why do a third movie? If you're not going to be able to spin off into some real gems of diversity and other times and elements, we're not repeaters. We just don't want to try to do what's been done somewhere else. But I think the model here, the model itself has become much more dimensionalized than it was before. So basically he's trying to say, we're not just trying to copy the MCU. But we're totally so we're really trying gonna, to copy the MCU. The
1: MCU. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: So basically
1: what it sounds like is that he wants to make a bunch of movies that are mysteries.
0: But that aren't all Sherlock Holmes and that aren't all riding on him. And I don't know. OK. <laughs> they did murder on the Orient Express which was fantastic. Did you see that? I've not. I've read the book that was now great. and I've also seen the original movie, so I know all the the twists and I understand why it's such a great story. But then they've done the, another one and I don't know if it's been released yet or not, but it's it's another one in the Hercule Poirot, how do you say his name? It's not Poirot, that's that's the No, it's Poirot. Poirot, I don't know how to say it. So Okay. You got
1: the first name right.
0: Hercule, Hercule, Hercule Poirot, yeah. Uh, anyway, they did a second one with him uh, about the Nile, Murder on the Nile. It's not, it's not called that. Oh, but...
1: really? Kenneth brana did another, yes, yes,
0: Poirot. Hmm, but it's, uh, I saw the trailer for it. I've not seen it uh announced as being in theaters anywhere because, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but No one's announcing anything in theaters right now. So,
1: Kenneth Branagh was the greatest thing about the first Thor movie. Let's be honest. Um, okay. And
0: <laughs> he wasn't bad about it. I mean, he directed it well, but
1: yeah. yeah. And he was in. Um, did you know that he was in? He was the voice of the people going, oh, we're dying in um, Infinity War. The Asgard ship. I did not know that. He's that voice. Anyway. Um, yes, I love Kenneth Brana. And I will see anything that he does.
0: So you'll see this movie that I can't remember, but it is the Nile. It's something about the Nile. Yes.
1: I'm not in denial. (laughs) Uh,
0: But anyway, I mean, I I just I don't see a whole lot of clamoring for this style of thing. Um, But I mean, the the interesting thing about the, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies was the style. You know, like they yes. were definitely not playing it in a Victorian style,
1: and... no, but i I don't know how many movies you can base off of that, and the one thing about the m c u you know, like it or hate it, you have to admit that there's a lot of different styles. you know we have Black Panther going up right sitting right on the shelf next to Miss or Captain Marvel, very two very different movies.
0: Yeah. Well, and then you throw in Captain America and Winter Soldier Mm -hmm. and all those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Oh, and Iron Man. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) Did you see Knives Out? I have not seen that yet. It's on Prime right now. And I really want to, but I just haven't gotten around to it.
1: I would much rather see more movies of that than more whatever this is. So that's just my two cents.
0: All right. Hey, we got a lot of news to get through, so let's keep yes, moving. Yes, let's go. All right. Next up, uh, got some Disney Plus news, and that is not loading on my computer. <laughs> so uh, what is this? Okay. Oh, this is um, Disney Plus. These guys are so much news. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus has rebranded their other Marvel movies, the Fox Marvel mm-hmm. movies, as uh, Legacy. Movies, uh, Marvel which legacy you may
1: remember from Star Wars legacy, which is all the stuff that's not Disney
0: and not canon and not canon. Yeah. Anymore. yeah. Uh, no, they're legends, not legacy, right? Yeah, but it's close. It's, enough. It is. It's very similar in branding. Uh, they also have, um, put different ways of viewing the Marvel cinematic universe mm-hmm. in chronological order is one of them.
1: Now, I, I may be going out on the limb here,
0: Ben. Go out on that limb, man. Uh, I'm going to say. Do it.
1: I, I may even. Oh, OK. For me, the best way to watch the MCU movies is in the order in which they were released. So you start with Iron Man 1 and you end with um, Endgame. Oh, Spider-Man. Uh, Far From Home. Yeah,
0: I do believe that that is one option on disney plus okay
1: minus the ones they don't have
0: right right so i don't know what they are anymore but anyway yes yeah so hulk is not on there um incredible hulk i should say it's not on there regular hulk isn't on there either and then neither of the spider-man movies are on there right now and probably won't be not until disney buys sony yeah, yeah So, anyway, uh, that is something that Disney Plus has done, and people are excited about it. So, want to hear some more Disney Plus news? Sure. Samuel L. Jackson, possibly, could be, potentially, uh, according to Variety. So, this is not... We got this covered. Yeah, this
1: is Variety, guys. This is Variety. Nothing but covering this one.
0: Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson will be playing Nick Fury in a new Marvel series, a Disney Plus series that probably will not be called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's probably fair to say it won't be called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it basically <laughs> is what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could have been <laughs> if they had gone that route. Uh, here's
1: the thing. Um, we loved, we loved Sam Jackson in Captain Marvel. Don't get me wrong, but he was in a PG 13 movie. I I don't know how Sam Jackson can be in a a series on Disney plus.
0: Okay. But Disney plus does go, there are materials on Disney plus that are TV 14. Yeah. So I think that it probably could fit, um, I, I think that I think it can. I think it can work. Um, how I mean, don't get me wrong. I would watch uh, it in a minute. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll be watching it. Right. But uh, I mean, and the guy's great. You know, like if you look at the the parts that he plays, no matter what he no matter who he's playing, except for maybe which I haven't seen, but Black Snake Moon or whatever it is, or Black Moon Snake or whatever. I don't know about that, yeah, but he just brings this layer of cool to everything.
1: I mean, there's a reason he sh- has been cast as Shaq. Right. Which is a great, exactly.
0: Did you see the new one,
1: though?
0: Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know.
1: I saw a little bit of it, and I was... Okay. Yeah. I turned it off to watch the original.
0: Not, not the, the... Not the... Sam Jackson. The one
1: from the 90s. Yeah. The original, yeah. Where he goes up against Batman.
0: That's cause, right. Because... He cause does. Because...
1: What's his name? Newsies. Weezy Newsies. Christian Bale? Uh, is, yes, there is. Is the bad guy in that.
0: I forgot about that. So, uh, anyway, this is a possibility. The thing I'm curious about is, uh, where was he last time we saw him? On a spaceship.
1: That's right! I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And that never got resolved, did it?
0: Well, I mean, that's part of what they do with those post-credit scenes. But,
1: but it didn't get resolved in the show. Did it on, um, agents? Oh, of no, no, right? oh, no, no, no. We thought it was going to be. No, we... I don't.
0: I never thought it was going to be.
1: Well, of course you didn't.
0: No, I, I'm, I'm too pessimistic and yeah. Yeah. Negative, but you
1: I think is the credit is the correct
0: term. But anyway, yeah, I, I think that this might be where they yeah, resolve that. He
1: not have his shoes?
0: Yeah, he was walking around barefoot on the ship, yeah.
1: Right. And we were all making jokes about, where's my super suit?
0: Well, some of us were. Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Tiggers were. <laughs> I'm just very, very curious. Like, what would they be doing? Is this a space show? Is this bringing them back to Earth? Is this resolving what was happening with, uh, with all that post-credit scene? And there are people who have predicted could we see some of our agents on this show now that is one ticker too far sir and I I just say to that why not why not
1: I would love to see that I like I said I'm down with it whatever Disney Plus decides to put out that they call MCU I'm gonna watch (laughs) all right
0: next should we move to mm-hmm. Netflix sure nobody else is <laughs> all right October 12th 2018 according to this uh, article was when uh Iron Fist was canceled by Netflix that was two years ago oh, not to the day two years ago because today is the 13th of October that we're recording this hopefully releasing it tonight we'll see but um <laughs> Part of if I release it tonight, that means I will have released episodes from four different podcasts in one day.
1: Do you get a medal? No,
0: but I get to humble brag about it when I'm walking around my house.
1: <laughs> Your kids are like, shut up, dad.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they, they aren't impressed necessarily, but. Um,
1: hey, Ben, I'm impressed. Thank you for doing all that hard work.
0: It'll probably be tomorrow before it gets released, so. <laughs> but anyway um the i have faith in you scuttlebutt said that two years after cancellation that's right. rights would revert back to marvel to be able to develop their own thing now nobody's clamoring iron fist to come back it's not like everyone's saying i can't wait to see finn jones in the same way we were talking about i can't wait to see sam jackson um there are people who will be happy to see it i for one would be one of them but that does mean that um lot not too long after that you also saw the the cancellation of punisher jessica jones daredevil Mm -hmm. all those things So that Mm -hmm. does mean we could be coming closer to the opportunity for a lot of these characters to be released back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Disney could produce new material. Would it be new material with Charlie Cox and Finn Jones and whoever? Uh, I hope so. That's what I would hope for. That's what I'd be looking for. I would be saying – I'd be crying foul if they didn't do that. But – there's been... Sasha DeWan, who played the
1: bad guy slash good guy in Iron Fist, depending on which season you watch, is now on Doctor Who. And that's as a pretty major character. And that's okay. So he could still do work, don't get me wrong. You know, because it's not like, you know, they're tied or whatever. But um he's he's currently working. And I'm sure Finn Jones is
0: not just waiting around going iron fist yeah but if if they came knocking and said hey we got this little disney plus show called sam jackson goes to space you want to be in (laughs) on that finn jones i'm pretty sure finn jones would be like dude i will go to space with sam jackson and i will light up my hand
1: Do do you have that do you have that big old mickey truck with all that money in it
0: yeah <laughs> well uh we're gonna send you the uh the tesla we're re- but we uh, retired
1: minivans
0: <laughs> no so
1: we're gonna use one of those
0: we're, we're gonna we're gonna send you um the red rider wagon but it's still gonna have cash <laughs> in it man it's, it's still Joe gonna Jones have cash like, in it yes i will do that i'll take the wagon i would take the wagon i mean don't get me wrong when i say the wagon i'm 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 right there you just want the wagon though, uh, well, I mean, I would take the money, but yes, I would play with the wagon, so anyway, the, that's what's happening. Yeah. Is it real? We don't know those details are not officially released as far as like what yeah, the, nobody, con- the contracts look like, art- but yeah, yeah,
1: the article I read said that nobody confirmed nor denied the idea of the two year waiting period, yeah. So that could just be internet speculation. That could be, you know, <laughs> pre-pandemic people going, hi, maybe in two years, and and then post-pandemic people going, ah. so you know, who knows? Who knows what that means. But I do think those Netflix shows um and, and specifically Daredevil and Luke Cage were cast and developed really well, um, Punisher. I mean, even Iron Fist to a degree, right? There were some problems with that, but not not major problems. So those could be ported over pretty well, at least the characters. And that would make them all MCU.
0: Yes. <laughs> which we have. Now. They are MCU. I am not saying anything different ever. There you go. They're MCU. Okay, let's move on to uh, the next item, which is some more casting. Jonathan Majors is going to be a major role in the next Ant-Man movie. This is according to Deadline. Do you know who that major role is in the next Ant-Man movie? Kang the Conqueror? Kang the Conqueror. Okay, Ben. Yep.
1: I'm going to sit down Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say, Ben, will you tell me a story about Kang the Conqueror? Because I have no idea who he is.
0: Okay, Kang the Conqueror is basically uh time traveling dr doom okay he's evil and he does a lot of time travel stuff in the marvel universe causes a lot of trouble for the marvel universe and yeah he's from the future like way way far away in the future
1: he so that would make sense in the ant-man um series right where they're time traveling a whole bunch i mean that's if we're gonna if we're gonna trace our time travel in the mcu back to you know
0: movies right it's the ant-man movies there are some people speculating that the loki show for disney plus
1: (laughs) yeah that's a show would
0: be a (laughs) thing where they might introduce this king the conqueror type character Because they had a picture of Loki wearing a prison jumpsuit that had a time travel organization logo on it from the Marvel Universe. Um, Then there is the idea of yeah time travel happening in uh, the quantum realm and time travel happening obviously in Endgame. And so some people are saying, oh, so did the time travel in Endgame cause King to get interested in what's going on? Uh, here at this point in time on, in the MCU, uh, who knows? No, it
1: was Fitz,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or was it Fitz? Yeah, um, who knows what it is right now? Or is it just he's the villain for that that movie? And people well, are gonna be really disappointed, like they were with uh, the the uh, the Ten Rings, and uh,
1: oh, but aren't they coming back too?
0: They are actually in in uh, Shang Chi.
1: Yeah. So maybe they're just gonna retcon everything.
0: <laughs> Who knows? But the Mandarin from Iron Man Three was a disappointment, and so I would doubt they're gonna do something like that with King, but they could. They could. And I
1: seem to remember we liked the uh the 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 short that went with
0: it. I actually liked the short, it was good, but I didn't like that it represented a retcon. Because I actually like the twist in Iron Man three, quite a bit. Yeah, with Trevor. Yeah, I I like that idea when they when they brought him in, um, and then you realize oh he's just a figurehead. I I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right, got some more casting news. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. This one is for Ms. Marvel, Iman Vellani. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, and I do. Apologize as usual if I did say it wrong, but she will be cast as Ms. Marvel, which is a Disney Plus series based on a teenage superhero that Daniel Butcher's daughter used to really love. I don't know if she still does, but it was something that he was reading with her. Uh, so he was buying the issues and then uh, buying them so he could read them, <laughs> but then also buying them so she could read them. So this is. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It's a teenage character who has um, – I'm not fully aware of all of her powers. I just know that she does a lot of stretching of her body parts and is able to make like giant hands and long arms and stuff like that. Uh, and she calls herself Ms. Marvel and – But she's not a captain. She is not a captain, but we already have a Captain Marvel, so – I believe that, like all of the Disney Plus stuff, it is meant to tie into the movies, but we'll talk about that later. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's that's one casting news for Disney Plus. Another one is that She Hulk has also been cast.
1: That's right. I forgot about She Hulk being cast.
0: Tatiana Maslany, who, sure. let's see, she's known for Orphan Black. I have not. Oh, that's right. Watched Orphan Black. Um, yeah. So we have a, a she Hulk. So congratulations to them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now. Okay. So, so how did she Hulk interact with like the, the rest of the Marvel
0: universe at large?
1: I remember in civil war, she was a, a lawyer, mm-hmm. but she was still green,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. So she was one who didn't have, uh, her, her secret identity. And she did for a while. It was the same kind of thing. The difference was when she got the blood transfusion from her cousin, Bruce, um, that's what turned her into She-Hulk. But she retained a lot of her mind when she would transform as opposed to Mm -hmm. um, him. He did not. And so that was one thing that made them different. Uh, One of the reasons why they say that she may have been created in the first place was just so no one else could have a She-Hulk. And that's the same thing with spider woman actually was that they had these kind of the, the flip things. Cause you know, there was wonder woman. Did you know there's a wonder man? Um, but he's a Marvel character. (laughs) And so that's why there is a a wonder man in the Marvel universe is I think just to spite DC and
1: well, wonder man is coming out in 2030. So it's fine.
0: (laughs) So, but anyway, um, that's one of the reasons why they say it's possible that, that Stanley said, let's, let's do she Hulk before someone else uses the Hulk name to do something like that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, yeah, she eventually became a lawyer and dropped her (laughs) secret identity because she stopped turning back into, uh, I think it's Jennifer Walters or waters is Mm -hmm. her, is her secret identity. I think that, yeah. Um, I actually, when I was in, in high school, I picked up a handful of She-Hulk comics because they were set in space, and they <laughs> they had a, a logo on the front cover, and it said Star Truck, but it was done in the style of Star Trek. And it turned out it was actually just about US-1, who was well-known for his mi- uh, mid-70s, late-70s uh, comic book series where he was a trucker. And he's a trucker with a plate in his head that allowed him to receive CB signals directly to his head. And he he was uh, in the She-Hulk run that I picked up, uh space trucker.
1: And Didn't we see US-1 on, like, the first season?
0: No, Wasn't we talked carried- about US-1 oh. because we were like, they missed an opportunity. It was actually um, uh, the guy who was driving the truck was named Mac. and. <laughs> And then we're like, Mac truck, ha, ha, ha. And then, oh, no, we got another Mac now, too. Two Macs (laughs) in the Shield. Uh, But it was actually a Shield agent driving the truck and and the Graviton was in there. And, yeah. Okay. So, anyway, that's what's going on with that. So, let's move on to Olivia Wilde seemingly confirms Kevin Feige's involvement in Sony's upcoming Spider-Woman film. So uh Olivia Wilde was talking about Spider-Woman, and she said, All I could say is that this is by far the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me because not only do I feel like I get to tell a great story that uh and then she says, Listen to me, trying to avoid like Kevin Feige's pellet gun. And so she (laughs) is he a part of this? Um I don't know, but this is a part of the Sony Spider-Man verse that may or may not be MCU. And when, <laughs> we, when we see you Venom, go to that right we play now. the game as MCU with Morbius. We play the game. We will be playing the game as MCU. Um, same thing with Spider Woman. But this is just one of those, hey, little tidbit. Actor shouldn't have talked as much as they did. And now we get to play the game as <laughs> MCU.
1: <laughs> and it doesn't always have to be Tom Holland. Let's just say that.
0: We got some more news about that. Okay, let's go. So let's talk about Spider Man. First of all, they are filming in New York, apparently, and or
1: have already filmed in New York.
0: Well, the rumor is that they are. You know how they have working titles for movies, so they don't give away what it is. Um, Like Blue Harvest was the working title of a Star Wars movie, the first Star Wars movie. Um, The working title for Spider Man Three, apparently in New York, is Serenity Now. So. Which is really just a sequel
1: to the Firefly
0: movie, Serenity. Or is it the Firefly Seinfeld crossover that we've all been asking for? (laughs) I would watch that. No, yes, no. no. I'd watch that. (laughs) You'd watch it too. (laughs) (laughs) Still no title for Spider-Man 3, but... Even farther from home. Yeah, i i heard all the oh, there was one of those websites that were like we know the title and it was the stupidest thing <laughs> what was it man i wish i could remember because it Roger was Skywalker? really stupid like there's no way that anyone connected to this movie would think to name it that but it had home in it and i oh man i can't remember what it was but you know we could make up our own like spider-man 3 could be spider-man home invasion
1: right <laughs> <laughs> The Incredible Spider-Man 3.
0: Ooh, could be. Could be.
1: The Amazing Spider-Man 3.
0: Okay, so right. you want to talk about The Amazing Spider-Man? Sure. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Do you remember the villain in that movie?
1: Um, I remember it being Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. and he was very blue. He was Electro. He was Electro.
0: And so I believe this is not just rumor uh, that Jamie Foxx is going to play Electro in Spider Man 3? What, what? Yeah,
1: yeah. So there's it's been some. The sound effect just went off and it was, whoa,
0: whoa. <laughs> so there's talk about, like, what does this mean? Right. And so one of the things that came up because they're saying, well, what does this mean? Is that I believe it was um, uh, Holland. What's his name? Tom Holland? Tom Holland. I believe Tom Holland said something about remember multiverses, right? So then people are like, Oh my goodness, they're crossing over with those two movies with the amazing Spider-Man movies. And they're bringing Jamie Foxx as Electro into this, into the MCU because they're crossing over with those two movies. Now what they are forgetting is that it could be that this is just the version of Electro from the MCU. And that's why he may not be blue in this, but um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could you could say, you know, because they had uh, J.K. Simmons coming back as J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was not a crossover that was just using the same actor to play the same character in two different continuities. And they That's could be doing Ryan that with Reynolds, Jamie Fox.
1: Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. I know you hate the, the character, but I mean, he did play two different versions of Deadpool.
0: It's true. It, but that was in one continuity. So that's true. I don't know how that all fits together, but, um, but yeah, I mean, movie
1: continuities is getting just as crazy as the comic book cut.
0: But here's what happens with all the rumor mill stuff going on is now you also have a rumor and I'm going to state in the strongest terms possible because I have not seen, we're going to talk about it a little bit here I've not seen any reputable source on this other than a random website citing an unnamed source and then another random website citing citing that same first website.
1: Which, kids, is
0: not a good way
1: to sort your sizes. Sort, cite your sources.
0: Wow! but they're saying that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are rumored for Spider-Man 3. There, we said it. We, (sighs) We mentioned it. How likely could this is that be like a
1: spider verse movie like a live action spider verse? They could do that
0: and there's no reason wasn't that not the to thing
1: that we were talking about way back when
0: if they do it if they were to bring those two characters in I would not be angry <laughs> I think that'd be very interesting to do we would have to review the movies because suddenly the game is at MCU becomes yeah I guess it is but
1: Well, I have a I have a a statement about that. What's the statement? Multiverses, because now everything, until they explicitly exclude it, and maybe not even then, is MCU, including, you know, the um the old old Hulk show that had TV movies based with, you know, Daredevil and.
0: Stuart, what you're describing is exactly what the Arrowverse has done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what they did with their whole Crisis on Infinite Earths series was they brought in Batman 89. They brought Mm -hmm. in Christopher Reeves, Superman, at least one continuity from Christopher Reeves, Superman universe. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Birds of Prey. I mean, basically Mm -hmm. every single possible, even Adam West Batman universe. Mm -hmm. was brought into this multiverse to say all our shows all of everything all goes together Mm -hmm. and once you do that you know in the incredibles when he says if everyone's (laughs) special is anyone special or whatever it is
1: but but dash (laughs) everyone you're special dash
0: i i just feel like once you head down that road, this is what I was worried about. You know, I wanted right. just MCU singular thing. Here it is. And we're following a story. And then right. suddenly it's like, well, well, what about this? What about this now? Okay. Bringing in five Spider-Man movies. I'm okay with that.
1: Cause you like Spider-Man
0: and, and it's limited. It's still limited. Um, it's when they say, yeah, everything exists in the multiverse and they all go together and is it mcu yes because it's all mcu and then obviously we're not going to review every single episode of the incredible hulk series (laughs) although i do have every single episode of the incredible hulk series uh, within (laughs) arm's length but you know it just makes things less special well yeah i won't i won't deny that i mean one of the things
1: about the MCU that I really attached to is I didn't watch all of the incredible Hulk. I, I, I try to watch the first episode and then I get maybe to the credits. and I was like, Oh, something else, shiny. So, <laughs> but you know, I didn't watch all that stuff. And then I didn't watch, I still haven't watched like, what was the last X-Men movie apocalypse or whatever. I don't know. New Mutants I haven't watched it
0: and apocalypse. So there's been, I
1: didn't watch, I didn't watch new Mutants because no going to the theaters. Um, apocalypse what was the one before that first class
0: no no um it was first class uh days of future past uh apocalypse dark phoenix and then you throw in logan and the two deadpool movies and new mutants
1: okay so i saw first class and i saw logan and i saw the dude two deadpool movies and that's it right and all the stuff before that right but I, I, but I've seen every quote-unquote MCU movie. And so you're right. You know, you you make everything MCU. It's no longer special. I get that. But then you have to stop making movies after 10 years. Because really the story is done.
0: And that's what they've done with X-Men. And so, right. like, we're saying, you know, is it all MCU? No, it's not yet. And they have, like you said, explicitly stated Fantastic four movies, X-Men movies are Marvel legacy. That's true. Not MCU. So anything created by Fox, Marvel legacy. And why do they want to do that? They want to do that. I'm convinced because they want to make sure that you look at those and say, those are not the same X-Men who I'm going to see on a screen big or otherwise. I don't know, but that I'm going to see on a screen there's Wolverine, but it's not the same guy. Why is he not the same guy? Because that's legacy. That's old. And this is real. Yep. This is MCU. Yep. So I don't see us head, heading into a situation where they actually drop a hint and say, Lou Ferrigno, Incredible Hulk is Marvel Cinematic Universe continuity. Even, in, even, in, a, even in a multiverse setting.
1: Didn't Lou Ferrigno, wasn't he guesting, didn't he uh, cameo in Incredible Hulk?
0: He did. He did. Okay.
1: Yeah. But not as the Hulk. I get it.
0: Uh, but he did. I can't remember which movie it was, but he did do the voice of the Incredible Hulk.
1: I think it was the Angley Hulk. Might have been. Those movies are so long ago.
0: Yeah, that was okay. really long ago. Okay, so Doctor Strange 2 is supposedly filming this month. But let's talk about another Doctor Strange bit of news. This is, again, according to Deadline, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in the third Spider-Man movie.
1: What what, This Spider-Man movie is going to be pretty
0: crazy, I think. So remember all that stuff I was saying about multiverse, not wanting, blah, 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 blah. Don't forget, right. Doctor Strange Two is actually called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
1: Right, and Multiverse of Madness, I think, is the title of this episode.
0: <laughs> and this, so, this episode
1: that we're recording. Right
0: now. So there very easily could be a situation where it is Doctor Strange's fault that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire meet Tom Holland. Okay, I, it's very very possible. And if that's what happens, in, in, you heard it here first, or maybe you didn't because you heard it somewhere else first. But if you heard it here first, then guess what? You heard it here first. First.
1: <laughs> and in that context, like if Doctor Strange is the only one who's able to to sort of see this multiverse, then I think that's OK. Right. If Doctor Strange is the only one who's able to see Lou Ferrigno be the Incredible Hulk i don't mind that so much but then, i don't want oh go
0: ahead i was just gonna say we're reviewing some incredible hulk stuff then like that's that's just gonna happen well, we've already reviewed some but and then blade okay, well, you get we'll, blade we'll in there we got the blade the... tv show that we have to mess with and then you get uh captain america tv movies that have you seen them yet because you need to it has red brown in it and they are fantastically not fantastic uh well but like We'll put them next to the Netflix stuff that we keep not getting to. This is what I'm saying. Like we've got a lot of stuff to get to. But anyway,
1: yeah, we'll have to start making off a. Here's what we'll do. We'll make a Welcome to Level Seven Legacy.
0: <laughs> this is a legacy episode.
1: <laughs> okay. Next.
0: Okay, so Benedict Cumberbatch, Spider Man they're talking about him being kind of in a mentor role. And if that's the case, sure. Okay. Whatever.
1: Oh, we're using our made up names now. Okay, good.
0: (laughs) No big one. All right. Let's talk about the big thing that we need to talk about. And that is what is going on in theaters and what is going (laughs) on with the Marvel cinematic universe. What is the root word for cinematic? English class. cinematic. Not that is not the root word. It's cinema. That is the suffix. Yes, it's cinema. And what does cinema mean? Not what happens on Toast Crunch. (laughs) Where are you going with this, Ben? (laughs) It means cinema. It means theaters. It means theater. Yeah. Well. Well, well, what? Cinematic. What is, what is the.
1: I mean, I remember having this conversation in school, right? What is a film?
0: What is a cinema?
1: What is a cinema?
0: What is a cinema? Should we look it up? Because I might be wrong about this, but I'm (laughs) like, I'm coming on really strong. And (laughs) (laughs) let's 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 find out what what it really is. So I'm looking it up right now. Cinema is, oh, it brings up Cinemark Movies 14 here in Mishawaka. Uh, wow it's not bringing up the definition uh, oh, no. Cinema in the dictionary is A theater where movies are shown For public entertainment Or a movie theater Or the production of movies As an art or industry So, so Theater definition
1: A building or outdoor area Which plays In which plays Or other dramatic performances are given So So by your definition and by therefore the extended definition, the legacy definition, if you will, um, (laughs) it is a place where people come to view stuff on a screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we have some dates for when we are supposedly going to be able to watch something on a screen happening (laughs) with people and stories and stuff. Black Widow has been moved to May 7th, 2021. It is happening in May. That means no Marvel Cinematic Movies were released this year at all.
1: Put a pin in that.
0: We're going to come back to it. Yeah. So the rest of the list, here it comes. You ready? Because we're jumping in. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, July 9th, 2021. Eternals. November 5th, 2021. Spider-Man Homecoming 3, whatever it's going to be titled. Spider-Man Homeland or whatever. Uh, December 17th, 2021. So we'd be looking at four in one year with that. But that's because Sony is releasing one of them. Thor, Love and Thunder, February 11th, 2022. That's actually a story we skipped. Natalie Portman, probably going to be in there and might get Thor Powers And in the comics, she has breast cancer and Natalie Portman was attracted to that idea of dealing with that kind of thing. So anyway, February 11th, 2022, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March 25th, 2022, Black Panther 2, May 6th, 2022, and Captain Marvel 2, July 8th, 2022. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is March 2022. That is a tent pole date no that's not may is a tentpole date date yeah but they that's a year and a half and it's supposed to, or was supposed to be tied into uh wandavision speaking of wandavision that's going to be the start
1: quote unquote of phase four
0: maybe <laughs> we'll see um, I
1: don't I mean I don't know that the phases really matter anymore, right?
0: I, I don't think they do. And I although I,
1: I think you can watch on Disney Plus them in phases. Yes, you can. You can.
0: Uh, anyway, this is all. So Black Widow was supposed to be next month, November. They pushed it to May. So a lot of what we're going to talk about is predictive. Okay, mm-hmm. we're predicting stuff.
1: Put on your tinfoil hats.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't have to put on a tinfoil hat. Uh, Disney is not going to release Soul, which is their new Pixar movie. It will not be released as a traditional theatrical release. Instead, it is going to be released to Disney Plus and not even the way they did with Mulan, where it was a premiere kind of thing. And you could pay 20 bucks Mm. or however much. I don't know. I didn't look. Don't care because I'll just watch it for free quote unquote free when it hits Disney plus regular in December next month, but they're not doing that with soul. They have removed it from theatrical release and moved it over to direct to streaming. And there are people who are not happy about that because their business relies on movies being in their theater.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Wonder woman 1984 is still planned to be released around Christmas of this year. But No Time to Die, Dune, Black Widow, these are all big, big movies that have been moved to 2021. So I'm No Sad Time to Die them. is the Bond movie. Dune is the Dune movie. <laughs> Remake. I, 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 I'm always wondering, like, is it really – can you call it a remake if it's based on another thing? So, like, they're not remaking the original Dune movie. They're making another Dune movie out of the book.
1: Um, so that's it's something an that,
0: adaptation. Yeah, it's just the next adaptation of this movie. It's the third, actually, because they did uh, – um, The, the- – Oh, what's his name? Twin Peaks guy, David Lynch, did the first movie with Captain Picard. He's in there, yes. And uh, and then you have um, the sci-fi movie that they the did. Sci-fi, yeah. Sci-fi yeah. made for um, sci-fi movie. And then I just this
1: read that this summer. I I listened to it this summer. And isn't that fantastic? You want to talk? It, it I um, I it's good. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I it's. I'd need to reread it because I don't know that I knew what was happening. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the, the movie almost acts the first movie, the David Lynch one is almost like cliff notes for after you've read the book. And so oh, well, the book, no, the book helps you understand the movie and the movie helps you understand the book, but the movie really, I don't know how well it works on its own. I did not see the movie in full until after I read the book. So I read the book in college. Then I saw the movie and loved the movie. Uh, And I haven't watched it again since and haven't read it again since. But I do remember remember that book just blowing my mind with just all of the mind blowing stuff that's supposed to be happening.
1: I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of great imagery and the storytelling um, style he uses is very interesting. Um, I I I'm having to. I'm doing a deep dive with another podcast and they're talking about, I'm not on it. I'm listening to it. Um, They're actually going through it, you know, every 200 pages or whatever they're doing and talking it like line by line. This is what he's talking about. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm doing. And that I think will help because like I said, it took me about half the book to go, Oh, this is about time travel. Got it. And it's not even really about time (laughs) drama. No.
0: Uh, Anyway, these movies have been moved except for Wonder Woman 1984. Now, scuttlebutt about Wonder Woman 1984 is that the reason that Warner Brothers doesn't care and is still putting it out in December is because they are planning to stream that one very quickly, if not day and date with theater release. They don't care because that's not what they're relying on for this movie and they are relying on hbo max for this movie and that that's where it's going to make back its money and and i don't know i i don't know what's going to happen all i know is this we have a structure of business that when Mm -hmm. you look at these so regal cinemas has closed down their locations because and they and they did it right after no time to die got moved because they're like, we don't have anything. We don't have product. You know, if you don't give us product, how can we stay in business? And so they said, I believe, that it is going to be closed down uh, temporarily until blockbusters start coming out again. But uh, they don't know. And, and they're also saying between five to six months for AMC I was gonna say, that they're going to run out of money.
1: And, and No Time to Die got pushed back about six months. Yeah, well... Uh, And And that's an interesting coincidence as well. I'm going to point to.
0: So AMC looks like they're going to run out of money. And so it's the kind of thing where have you ever heard people talk about like King Kong couldn't survive because of his bone structure? You know, like the Mm -hmm. bigger something is the you know, you can't just one to one grow something uh, because like if you were to go and become 100 feet tall, your bone structure wouldn't be able to stand up under the weight that it's carrying even though it's just a, this direct uh one-to-one growth it mm-hmm. needs stronger bones and so you know if, if you can think all about it also like if you have a brontosaurus and you have um some other smaller and dinosaur that doesn't really exist uh and they're both in like this valley that has just a little bit of grass you know which one is going to survive The brontosaurus is not going to survive because it can't get enough food, but the smaller dinosaur can. So my prediction is that smaller chains and and single theaters are going to be able to weather this a little bit better. Uh, But then again, you have the small business, you know. So like, I don't know if you saw or listened to my episode about Bill and Ted's Excellent or Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, my road trip episode for Strangers and Aliens. Did but, not, but will. Oh, please do. There's uh, some very interesting things that happen. It's a road trip episode that I took solo twice. Um, and there's a lot of just things that happen in there. But one of them is I was going to see this at a theater for free. And the reason they were showing movies for th- free was that they had people from other businesses in town, part of the Chamber of Commerce, were sponsoring movie showings. And so tickets were free, popcorn was not. I ended up paying for popcorn twice. And did not mind because it was very good, um, but well, also this movie is uh, maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but this movie affected me on a very deep level.
1: Was there any toll roads?
0: No, because no. a road trip. But there was road construction. Man, okay, okay. No, this is one of the most memorable road trip recordings so, I've ever done. So
1: okay, I'll have to I'll have to pick that one up. So. I worked in a movie theater for a long time,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and this was, you know, um, this was back when episode one, Star Wars episode one, The Phantom Menace, ran for 20 weeks, and it had to run in our biggest, not our biggest, but our smallest digital theater, so it had to have digital sound, that was the agreement with, with whoever put it out, Fox. So on the last showing, there was literally two people in there because I bought two tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, like, but we had it, and we were kind of the third, maybe the second largest theater in our town or whatever. But I, I realized in that moment that movie theaters do not make money off of the movies. But if they have no movies to show, People don't show up. Bingo. So, the reason you're not allowed to bring in pop and candy and fried chicken into your movie theater is not because the poor little luster doesn't want to clean it up, although that's a byproduct. Because I also found an MP3 player in a movie theater once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was before iPods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but because you are literally taking away money from their concession stand. That's where they make their money. That's why your popcorn costs $12. Right. Okay. So if there's no reason for you to go to the movie theater, you're not going to go. Now contrast that with when I lived in Portland, there was a chain of movie theaters where you actually had food brought to you. And I think, um, what's the one Alamo draft house does this too. Yeah um which Evan talked m- about
0: in our tenant episode on uh on strangers and aliens he went he saw a tenant in a Alamo draft, draft house theater oh yeah yeah
1: okay so i think i'm in line with evan on this in that movie theaters are going to have to become movie palaces like they were i mean if you look at at old photos of the chinese Grumman theater In downtown Los Angeles where everything premieres, where they have the hands on the cement, you know, that was a big deal. There was only one screen, (laughs) right? You didn't have 12 screens with 14 different popcorn stands all around the big city block. You had one screen, people dressed up. It was a big to-do. That's what I want to see movie theaters go back to plus you take all the technology that's in you know with the 3D and 4D and the moving theater and you make it an make it a thing an attraction i think that i think movie theaters will become viable again but for very high end blockbusters like infinity war like end game um like rise of skywalker you know
0: and and that may be the case because they've been seeing the, a decline anyway. You know, the the, mm-hmm. the decline may not be in money, but it is in ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And and as the ticket prices go up and the ticket buyers goes down, they've mm-hmm. they've evened out pretty much. Um, but people have been declaring the end of theaters for a long time. And so I'm not declaring the end of theaters necessarily, but they are in a precarious situation where the studios are saying we are going to wait until people are going to go to see these movies and the theaters are saying but if you don't give us movies to put in our theater they aren't going to go to see the movies and we can't last that long so let's take this six-month period for amc right um if all of the studios are saying we're going to wait six months until everyone's going to the theaters again and amc is saying but if you wait that long our theaters won't be there for you to put your movies out and so i think we might be looking at a situation like you're saying uh, where i think maybe the smaller chains are going to have a better chance Mm -hmm. to survive maybe the mom and pop ones might have a better chance to survive the thing is the theater i went to for bill and ted uh they're closed now now not forever But they closed down because they had road construction out in front of the theater and they didn't have any new movies to play. And so Tenet was saying it was a four-week engagement minimum. And they're like, no, we can't do that because we only have 10 people coming to every show. And these 10 people aren't going to come four weeks in a row to the same movie.
1: And, I mean, the other thing you have to remember is, like I said, movie theaters do not make any money off of your ticket sales. Which All is, of that goes straight to the studio,
0: which is right? why I was very happy to, to buy the popcorn. first time I went, got popcorn, pop, mm-hmm. chocolate covered M&M's. Second time I went, got popcorn, pop, mm-hmm. knowing I'm I'm overpaying for you, this. You
1: stayed off the chocolate covered M&M's the second time? I
0: did. I did. Bravo, That's Ben. It's true. Uh, here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I've priced out how much it costs to, for me to make popcorn. Mm hmm. A bucket of popcorn costs me about 12 cents Yeah, to make. Yeah. yeah. Same size of popcorn with real yeah. butter.
1: Yeah. Not oil.
0: Not but oil-flavored
1: butter. You're not having to pay people's salary. You're not having to pay to put the lights on. You're not having to pay the studio to rent the movie.
0: I'm not. And so this <laughs> is, is where you know, the business comes in and it is absolutely a business and it's a business that's in trouble unless they're able to find a way to course correct. And so we may end up with a situation where a big giant conglomerate buys out AMC and that's how it stays in business or something like that. But
1: now here's something I had thought about. Why doesn't. okay instead of putting I'm going to use Disney as an example because of obvious reasons. Why doesn't Disney open a chain of movie theaters?
0: I think they'd have to buy an existing one.
1: You think they'd have to buy an existing yeah, one? And then, then, and then, I, and there's,
0: I'm not okay. sure how this works, but I believe that monopoly laws get in the way of doing that.
1: Oh, that's interesting. So you
0: are owning the distribution of your product and i'm not sure that'd be something that'd be really interesting to you know
1: if you were a person with any knowledge of that get in touch with us ben will tell you how at the end of the show yeah
0: yeah or right now just go to welcome level com. go to our facebook page facebook.com slash welcome level seven
1: because i would be very interested to know about those monopoly laws, because I know that Disney has, I want to say it's the Hyperion, something downtown Los Angeles where they do movies. Um, I think. Don't quote me on that, but it would be very interesting to have like Universal open up a, a theater that's not just Universal CityWalk.
0: Yeah. And this may just be me, me, blowing smoke out of my bottom, but um, I think it has to do with like you have a chain of theaters and then you're just showing your own movies and the theaters, you know, you could choose not to show these other movies from other.
1: So like if Universal opens up something, there's no way that uh, the X-Men is going to be in that. Okay. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Something along those lines. But anyway, what we do know is, it's a business. It's in trouble. It's an industry in trouble. And Disney is positioning Disney plus as what's going to help it to stay afloat and be able to create more of this material. Uh, yeah. So.
1: And before we move off movie theaters, it is Samantha wanted us to tell you guys that she believes people still want to go to the movie theaters and sit in a crowd and watch funny things happen and i agree with her
0: 100%. I agree with her 90% because there's 10% of me that says but some people just don't want to be in crowds right now. And
1: well yeah, I mean And
0: that's you're... what that's why the theaters are waiting or why the studios rather are are waiting yeah. is is people are afraid to go to the theaters, they're afraid to sit real close to people uh that they don't know and don't feel safe with um you know, and it, it just comes down to this whole this whole covid thing. um, and, and so it's also this kind of self-defeating thing where for a long time they weren't able to work on new films because of covid um, regulations and stuff like that. So it's it's messy. It's not great. It's not good. Um, it's unfortunate. Uh, but this is one strategy, which is let's just go straight to streaming and
1: and i you know for the consumer i think we're going to benefit from it either we're going to get brand new shows that are being straight into our living rooms and it's going to be amazing and then we're going to get treated to experiential theater going that you know blows our minds and it's amazing and so and i hate to sound it like this but At the end of the day, we're going to benefit from it. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle right now. Yeah, the movie industry has to figure out what they're doing. And yeah, you know, Black Widow gets pushed back till, what did you say, May?
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's May. It's Temple season.
1: So, you know, so Black Widow gets pushed back to May and we're all sad. But at the end of the day, after this is all over, we're going to have a stronger, more robust movies industry i think
0: maybe it could be you you could be right there's no predicting exactly what's going to happen it's no, just these are not. possibilities but. that yeah yeah uh i mean the last few movies i've seen in theaters <laughs> right before covid i saw king kong from 1933 <laughs> and before that i saw alien and Right after COVID, when theater started opening up, I saw Greatest Showman and Empire Strikes Back on the big screen. Uh, these are all movies where seeing it on the big screen, I wanted that experience to see it on the big right. screen. Uh, King Kong was sold out when I bought no. tickets. But when I got there, less than 50% of the tickets had been used.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and I almost felt like, well, should I be going? And then I'm like, ah, it's it's the original King Kong. I'm never going to chance like this again. I'll wear my mask or whatever. (laughs) Actually, I don't remember if we were wearing masks at that point, but, um, so right now
1: at my local cinema, they're actually doing this thing where you can purchase an entire theater for like 250 bucks.
0: That's what we did for my wife's birthday party. Oh, really? That's what we did. We did, uh, it was a hundred bucks you got to bring up to 20 people. You got the whole theater to yourself and it was greatest showman. You could choose your movie though. Uh, we oh, chose really? greatest showman because that's, that's one of her favorite movies. Again, big screen experience. It was so, a lot of fun for everyone to be able to go and see it on the big screen. Uh, seeing empire strikes back on the big screen, made me feel like a kid again. I am not kidding. When I saw it on the big screen, I was just like, Oh, this is so great. And I was so swept away by it. Um,
1: and it's the, uh, it's the, it's the
0: new one, right? It was the special new- edition. Yeah. Yeah. Special edition, yeah. Um, so
1: right now, what's playing at my theater is Empire, Nightmare Before Christmas, something called Infidel with James Caviezel, something called Honest Thief, I don't know, Two Hearts, The Warworth's Grandpa, Hocus Pocus, and Fatima, oh, and The New Mutants, I guess
0: I could yep. go see that. Now. New Mutants is in theaters still. I'm. This is, what, an eight-week run so far? I mean, right, that's- and that's... It's crazy because it's not good. It's not a great movie. <laughs> oh, uh, did you spoil that? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Honestly, it's it's a solid enough teen Stranger Things style of superhero horror movie. All right. So is it great? No. Is it bad? I was very glad to go and see a new movie in theater. So since after Empire Strikes Back and Greatest Showman, I saw uh, New Mutants, Bill and Ted Face the Music, and Tenet. And all of them were solidly okay, except for Bill and Ted face the music, which I was so glad I got to see it in the theater. I didn't have to spend thirty bucks to rent it or 25 bucks to rent it. uh I will probably buy it when it comes out on some sort of disc unless it goes to streaming on on Amazon prime right away or something. but um, yeah, so glad I got to see that in the theater. tenet you need to see in the theater because it's christopher nolan and it's big and it's loud but it's also really long and there's a lot of a lot of exposition a lot of people just walking around talking and then they're like oh before this gets too boring we will just change it from them walking on the sidewalk talking to they're on the l train talking <laughs> and just continuing In the my- same conversation as they're talking about their plan um two and a half hours long there's some interesting sci-fi elements to it Definitely a well-made, well-plotted uh, movie, but not a great movie by any stretch. Um, and then New Mutants, which was just the X-Men franchise just petering out to a stop. You know,
1: well, I mean, New Mutants, and we've talked about this before. New Mutants has been, you know, pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed
0: back forever. But, uh, apparently, they didn't do any of the reshoots they were talking about doing. Oh, really? Yeah, because they realize we don't have to. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) no one cares. We don't have to do this. This is just the last X-Men movie. And second of all, (laughs) uh, the actors aged out of their characters. Yeah, right. So anyway, I was entertained enough, uh, but it wasn't great.
1: Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'll wait for the video on that one.
0: Definitely. I definitely wait for uh Disney plus on that one. So, uh, and you
1: can find that under its legacy.
0: <laughs> it's, true.
1: <laughs> it's true. Very, at the very, very bottom.
0: Yeah. Um, what's next? That's it. That's it. I did skip over one or two smaller ones like, uh, Falcon and winter soldier are filming. in.
1: Oh, and we didn't talk about WandaVision, supposedly WandaVision. I mean, everything Disney says is that it's coming in 2020 or yeah, 2020.
0: I don't know now. if that's everything Disney says, though, because I haven't seen any actual date from Disney.
1: Right. So what I'm saying is in their promotional stuff, it says coming in 2020
0: and that's it. That's it. Yeah. There's no and there date.
1: Ain't much of 2020 left. So um, we're thinking December because I I think we would have heard something about it now,
0: but here's what we do know. Mandalorian is December, October uh, 30th, 31st, end of October and 10 episodes that takes you through uh, November and December. And so it's possible. They're just going to wait until Mandalorian is done.
1: Which let's be honest, part of what keeps people coming, you know, they, they they don't want people to do the thing. Um, what did we what did we term it just a few minutes ago? Cheapskating it? They don't want to do the thing where people just subscribe, you know, for a month. Oh. Right. Uh
0: game the system. Game is the system,
1: said, yeah. yeah. Uh they don't want to do that thing. They wanna do the thing where you are, you know, always looking for Friday night.
0: Yeah. And yeah. but Hulu <laughs> is not wanting you to do that because apparently no. Hellstrom is I don't know for sure, but I did see that uh, a list of what's coming in October for all the different streaming services. Hellstrom will be dumped all on this coming Friday. And we will be recording about at least the first episode. This coming weekend.
1: Yeah, which what's Hellstrom? Because, again, I don't know. Comics.
0: Well, Hellstrom was uh, Damien Hellstrom or Hellstorm. uh, depending on on the spelling. He was the son of Satan. Oh. Uh, that was the name of his book. And that was also his literal lineage. Uh, his sister was Satana, I believe, who was the daughter of Satan. And I actually have a reprint of the first issue of it, where he's just like, it's all about him rebelling against his dad. And, and that's why he does good guy stuff. <laughs> is because well, I
1: was say so he's like he's like dad I don't like you I'm going to go feed the poor
0: kind of not quite it's I'm going to help these people because if I help them they'll help me to get my dad um <laughs> he does become more of a good guy later on but
1: do you remember the Adam Sandler movie from the '90s called Little Mickey?
0: I do, I do. There was also a, a manga book that I read from the creator of um, Dragon Ball Z that was all about this Satan's son and he's rebelling against his dad. And yeah, I never actually That's, saw Little Nicky though. So. That was when I worked in the movie theater. Hey,
1: <laughs> full circle, man, full circle. So yeah, Hellstrom's going to be. Um, it's going to be exciting to see new. And this is this is MCU, right? Yeah. We are, yeah. You're not playing the is it MCU? Because we have confirmation that
0: it is. We do. Question we mark? do. And I also saw a a trailer where they really played up the Ghost Rider imagery. <laughs> Ghost Rider was canceled. But um, <laughs> that's why I'm a little nervous. Like, is this just going to be like in humans where we get one season? They planned more, but halfway through, they kind of realize, uh, oh, not going to happen.
1: Uh, can I say the best thing about Inhumans was that some Mount got to be on Star Trek Discovery.
0: Hey, okay. Let's, let's wrap this thing up so that we can yeah. uh, talk about gaming the system and, and Star Trek. <laughs> so. Hey, thanks everyone for listening. And like I said, next we are going to be coming at you with some Hellstrom coverage and Yeah we'll be doing it as weekly as possible and that sounds really we need a better word than weekly um because it sounds like we'll, we'll not be doing it strongly we'll be doing it weekly but as consistently as possible that's a better word a there we go basis. yeah yeah uh yeah so final words thanks everyone for for sticking with us honestly and thanks yeah. everyone as we move into what I consider kind of phase two of Welcome to Level Seven as we move away from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and move into these kind of scattershot 10 episode shows and, and things like that. And uh, still looking forward to going back in time and covering Netflix stuff we haven't covered yet because I haven't watched the stuff yet. If we have not covered it at this point, if we haven't covered it, I have not watched it yet. And right. so I'm excited right. to watch those later seasons on Netflix. Depending on what we decide to do with Hellstrom, we may just mix it up a little bit. I don't know. I'm not going to make any promises or plans uh, other than to say we are not going to stop. <laughs> and even though you may look at your feed and say, are you sure about that? Because <laughs> you kind of did. And you're not wrong, okay? You're not wrong. But we do appreciate you, listeners. Absolutely. And we have fun doing this. And yeah. So next up I, Hellstrom
1: all of what Ben said and
0: out. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening after the credits Star Trek and sure. Godspeed. Thanks for listening to welcome to level seven. You've heard us. Now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcome to level seven.com slash feedback, where you can contact us through our website You can also leave us a voicemail by calling one seventy seven fifty five 55 level 7 You can also join the lively conversation going on at Facebook.com slash Welcome to Level 7, or connect with us on Twitter where we're Level 7 Pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at Noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews and more at Noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Okay, we don't have a lot of time, but let's take some time, shall we? Talk about Star Trek. Yeah,
1: Star Trek. Hey, you watch Lower Decks yet? Uh,
0: the first episode. okay so (laughs) here's okay Okay. i will be but again this is going back to gaming the system where i try and pay for as little as possible with these streaming services and so i'll be jumping in with the cbs all access i'll be watching discovery weekly and probably just tacking on a lower decks afterward
1: And you know what? That's that's I think the best way to do it, because Lower Decks is kind of either palate cleanser to get you ready for Star Trek or a palate cleanser to be like, "Ooh, I didn't like Discovery. I'm going to go back to some some
0: uh, comfort food. Yeah, here's the thing about Lower Decks. It was that first episode anyway, just felt so snarky and I'm not excited about snark. I get that it's being created by people who love the show but at the same time i'm watching a show by people who love the show that's making fun of the show within the canon of the show and that just didn't stick well with me and so it didn't make me really excited about just getting cbs all access so i can watch it as it was coming out that said if it was revealed that lower decks was actually a sitcom in the star trek universe instead of canon of the star trek universe so the kind of thing that odo would sit down and enjoy because it's making fun of starfleet within the ca- the canon of the universe i would be down for that 100 percent um i told that to a friend and then he sent me a picture three or four days later of someone who actually made like a, a meme thing of odo sitting down and enjoying a, an episode of lower Decks. so like, well, hey, okay, that's kind of cool. So, someone else had my idea. R-
1: Riker does go back and watch some old episodes of Star Trek.
0: It's true. He did. He watched, and, uh, maybe even watched all of Enterprise. Right. It is quite and possible you, that Enterprise was just think, the holodeck program that Riker liked to play as Chef.
1: Right. Do you think he liked the theme song or fast forwarded through it? I think you liked it.
0: (laughs) This is okay. I keep talking about Strangers and Aliens, but the Strangers and Aliens episode we released today was about theme songs from sci fi fantasy TV shows. And believe it or not. Well, actually, first of all, believe it or not, I'm walking on air. um, The Greatest American Hero (laughs) theme song was definitely in our top. I'm not going to say which one, um, but Faith of the Heart was uh, nominated by me. The more, more I hear then? it, the more it grows on me and yes. I do not fast forward through. It. I never did, but part of it was cause I was watching on TV. Um, but when I watch an episode of enterprise now, I do not fast forward through it. Good. And I like both so versions.
1: Yeah, that's true. I forgot there were two. So here's what I like about lower decks. It is, uh, it's got all the comfort things that TNG had. So you're watching it and you're like, oh, the titles are the TNG titles. I like that, you know, and then it's got the same uniforms and the same type of ship. And you're not, you know, 150 years in the past or you're not 10,000 years in the future or whatever discovery is going to be. It's
0: only 3,000.
1: 3,000 years in the future. Okay. So it's it's in that comfort zone of the Space Hilton that we like. Um and then the writers are, like you said, fans of the show. And so you get references to things that I don't want to say true fans, but like
0: deep fans. Big old yeah.
1: Deep fans. No. Like there was a reference to Zon. Do you know? No who Zahn way.
0: Is? Yes.
1: <laughs> oh, There's a no. reference. To Zahn.
0: Oh, man.
1: So it's these deep, 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 very white, deep cuts that. That you just go. All right, cool. Let's roll with it. So that's what I like about this show. Is it good Star Trek? I don't know anymore. I don't know what that means anymore. Is it entertaining? Yes, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And I think I would enjoy it more if I knew it was just uh, a Star Trek parody. You know,
1: but see the Star Trek parody is called Orville.
0: That's not even the Star Trek parody anymore. That's that's the Star Trek ripoff. Like they are just (laughs) being Star Trek. They aren't just they're making fun of it. Actually, I don't think they ever maybe they started it and pitched it as we're going to make fun of Star Trek and it'll be great. Um But they actually hit a point where they're like, "Nah, let's not make fun of it. Let's just redo it. (laughs) And I think it was. I don't know. Let's just I don't know. But I
1: haven't seen that. I haven't even finished that one.
0: Oh, really? So I don't know. Yeah, it got interesting. I mean, they they went ahead and did something that was trying to be like best of both worlds.
1: Now we're talking about it and I'm like, oh, I should finish it. I think I only have like three episodes left. They
0: get one more season and it will be on Hulu uh directly supposedly it hasn't even started it hasn't even started filming yet no i think that they oh no that's right they were talking about how are they going to film it they've they've done a lot of pre-production right yeah
1: so that's good i don't know anyway i mean i like lower decks i'm excited for discovery i rewatched the last episode and boy is captain pike good i can't wait for his new show
0: that's what excites me yeah anson mount strange captain pike strange new worlds
1: And I mean, so Anson Mount is not in we that we know of uh, Discovery, Discovery, season season three. But Strange New World is coming and that is going to be awesome, I think.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing about what is what is Star Trek at this point? There's just so much of it. And for a long while, what is Star Trek? It's next generation. Mm -hmm. or variation on next generation even deep space nine as different as it was was still kind of that same mood and tone Mm -hmm. as next generation voyager absolutely was hey we're going to put them on the frontier like original series but we're going to make sure it's next generation that's doing it you know the the characters and the their ideals you know and all that kind of thing and and so that was just the tone that they set. even enterprise was following that that kind of tone so when discovery Mm -hmm. comes along and it is very different Mm -hmm. um because it is less um optimistic and it is um more again snarky uh i I, there's a lot of people were saying no not my star trek and they might be right and that's OK because there's so much Star Trek you can literally have. This is my Star Trek. This is not my Star Trek. And, well, and you can you can pick and you, choose, you know. But
1: that argument, that same this is not my Star Trek went back to the pre-internet days of oh, the next generation. pre-TNG days where people were, you know, banging out on their keyboards, their typewriters and sending letters to <laughs> CBS this is not my Star Trek. Where's Kirk? Where's right. Spock?
0: No, that's that's absolutely right. so, true. Um, yeah, the, the I would say though the difference is like what's another TV show that's just itself? Uh, lost. All right. You 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 don't have people say Lost season five is not my Lost. You know no. because it's season <laughs> five of one single thing, whereas right. Star Trek now is just all over the place with so much there's Calvin mm-hmm. timeline there's next generation movie era there's um original series and animated series and and all that stuff and now you have discovery which is setting its own tone picard which kind of followed along on the discovery tone um but What I'm excited about is that once you do start stepping back, you have Lower Decks, Discovery, Picard, Strange New Worlds, possibly Section 31. I haven't heard a lot of news about that. Uh, I haven't
1: heard any news about
0: that. Strange uh, Strange New Worlds is really set up to be, hey, we're going to try and do something very close to original series with modern sensibilities and Mm -hmm. episodic stuff going on. But the episodic stuff is going to cause the characters to change. And grow. Um, I mean, that's one of the things I really appreciated about next generation, not next generation, uh, the motion picture, was mm-hmm. every episode of Star Trek had that drama reset, where we are once we finish this episode, we are continuing the same thing that w- same place we were at the beginning of this episode. The ship has this crew, and we're moving on. And mm-hmm. you—that's all you need to know. Um, but what they're talking about with with Strange New Worlds is that they're going to have uh, things that happen to uh, cause the characters to grow and learn from what happened before. The motion picture was all about moving forward and growing, and it's 10 years later, and Spock is searching to have just complete logic and can't you know and and Kirk has has given up the ship and now he has a chance to get it back and and those are the two main things and yes not a lot happens in that movie but they are actually trying to move these characters forward and then in 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 and 6 they're they're still they're growing they're moving forward and um getting older I, and stuff and and so
1: i think the TOS movies is really where
0: those characters became something i i think that they what what happened with the tos movies was that they were able to look at 79 episodes of the show and pick and choose and say okay this element this element this element we're going to focus in on those things and then yes we're going to shine with these characters and just take the best of these characters mm -hmm. um I'm, i'm a little biased those movies are part of my initial fandom I, I, dis- oh. I discovered the show on TV before Next Generation and saw the movies before Next Generation and watched those movies over and over and over and over again. And they are comfort food for me. Absolutely comfort food.
1: Oh, I, I, I agree. I mean, I remember watching TNG live, racing home, you know, in the car to get to get to the TV, mm-hmm. right? Because we didn't have PVR or whatever. Um, so I remember watching that live. But the 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 movies is where that fandom started to grow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Next Generation just stoked the fire for sure, because. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now we have new and stuff it, every yeah. week instead of waiting every three or four years. Yeah. Or
1: three months after he says fire <laughs> and we all. What?
0: <laughs> yes. Forever a part of our shared fandom experience, for sure. Yes. Even though we weren't there together, we were there together, brother. We were there together. I think we
1: were. We were there at M91.
0: I'm excited about new Star Trek. I am. We'll be probably talking about it in some post-credit stuff, maybe even in some not post-credit stuff. Um, But then there's also you got this, the Mandalorian season two. I mean, there's a lot of really neat stuff that's happening in streaming. That's not movies, but it's cinematic. And when it I, is now using that for that word, not in the sense of a theater, but in the sense of it could be.
1: Well, that's the thing, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be in a building that has popcorn in it.
0: Well, and yes. So the root word cinema building popcorn, Cinematic means reminiscent of those right. things, you know, that, that make something big cinematic. So anyway, yeah. Uh And I also, man, the other Star Trek thing is I was really hoping to see Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek. That would have been great. I
1: don't know that I
0: was. Hey, again, it's just gotten so big. You can have these different voices yeah that...
1: but one of the things that i appreciate about star trek and discovery has it um even though the first season was kind of shallow on it was that this better tomorrow right mm-hmm. and,
0: and, sense um, and sense of wonder and
1: sense of wonder and I have yet to see a Steve uh, Quentin Tarantino movie wherein he has a better tomorrow and a sense of wonder.
0: But maybe this would be the thing.
1: Maybe this would. And I would, I would watch it. Of course I would watch it. But I always, yeah, I always looked at it and went,
0: really? All right, dude, let's do it. I think I love the fact that his last two movies have been Westerns. Actually, no, because once upon a time in Hollywood wasn't, but the two movies before that were Westerns because that was his chance to really shine with his angry filmmaking, you know, yeah. and a Western is a great place where you, you can have some really angry storytelling in a Western. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then he, he did that as well with, uh, uh, inglorious bastards as well, where that was just an angry movie. And, and he was able to bring his angry sensibilities. <laughs> and I, 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 I hadn't wait, really thought about shoot. it this way. Just the, the idea of him, there's just a lot of anger in his in his movies. Kill Bill. Well,
1: what was yeah. What was funny about, and now you're putting it in that light, what's funny about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is it's not really an angry movie. It's about as close to a comedic romp as I think you're gonna get out of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah.
0: And my favorite movie from him, again, interesting, with this kind of spin on his filmmaking. My favorite movie of his is uh Jackie Brown. Yeah, I adore that movie so much, and it's not an angry movie. It's not a romp, but it's close to it, um, right? And, and
1: and what what's interesting about Jackie Jackie Brown is that it's um so with it's his third movie, right? Isn't
0: it? I think so. Yeah,
1: I think so. Reservoir Dogs, so Pulp with,
0: Fiction, and then then was it Straight to Jackie, Jackie Brown? I think, I think so. you're right. Yeah, it it was. So.
1: Reservoir Dogs was proof of concept, right? Pulp Fiction was, oh, here's a bunch of money. Do that movie again. And then Jackie Brown was like, all right, what else you got?
0: Yeah, what do you what do you want to do?
1: Yeah, what do you want to do? And so that's what's interesting about Jackie Brown. And then, of course, you know, a casting Pam Greer in that marvelous. Well, and Robert to Forrester, Zatch-
0: too. I just, yeah, I love him in that movie. And Pam Greer is perfect in that movie. Michael Keaton, even, yeah. who... what was the movie Michael Keaton played a character in Jackie Brown that he repeated that character Jamie Foxx style in someone else's movie that was an Elmer Leonard adaptation huh Ah, man I wish I could remember it was it was a George Clooney movie but Michael Keaton played the same FBI investigator Uh, out of sight yeah yeah I think that's it okay which I haven't seen
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's Elmer Leonard I think um, so but Jackie Brown was like this. His first time being a like a real Hollywood director, right? I mean, you could make the argument that he was one with Pulp Fiction, and all sorts of stuff. But this is the movie where he got to say, "This is the movie I want to make." Um, and so I think it's better agreed than Pulp Fiction or Reservoir Reservoir Dogs.
0: I just I I, I really enjoy watching that movie, and yeah. and without Pulp Fiction, which I did enjoy as well. Um, but haven't revisited. Uh, Jackie Brown wouldn't be a thing, and Jackie Brown I have revisited quite a few times. Um,
1: I tried watching Pulp Fiction. I don't remember a while back, and it's it's a hard watch now because let's be honest, in the time of ninety, in the nineties, our sensibilities were different. I was different, you know. Well, it was Twenty years. Do you years. remember
0: when they wanted like they every other movie? It seemed like was a pulp fiction style movie right with with gangsters with um accidental like, humorous like violence and
1: gangsters huh <laughs> not like new york gangsters. no no you can have joe pesci or uh the other one godfather in there al pacino
0: right you had bruce willis <laughs> yeah yeah i remember watching going to see two two days in the valley oh and yeah just being like oh Oh, no, this is what we're in James, for.
1: James Spader, why Why are you doing this? Go be on Stargate, James Spader.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. OK. All right. So bottom line, Star Trek, it's cool.
1: Star Trek's cool. Yeah. And you should watch Lower Decks. And you, I, I'd like to believe that you will be able to go, OK, I get it. Even if you have to sort of retcon it into being this is a sitcom that Oda's watching.
0: Well, you have to remember, I'm down yeah, I've am i only watched one episode and. Yeah, so that's the chance I, I gave it, episode. but I also was looking at this episode, watching it for free and knowing that they're putting it out for free because they want me to spend money. And I'm like, I'm not spending this much money every month to watch. A half hour show.
1: I think the second episode is my favorite.
0: Well, we'll just see. We'll I'm, see. Sure we'll <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Hey, All right. thanks, Stuart. Talk to you later, man. Have a good one, bud. Bye.